Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast was recorded on Rwandari land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and to the traditional owners of the game Mangrook, without which our game wouldn't exist. This is Footy Actually, brought to you by Play On Radio. Hello and welcome to Footy Actually, your alternative listening footy podcast for diehard fans. My name is Kel Rowe and I'm here with my co-host, Aish Ravi. How's it going, Aish? Great, Kel. How are you? I am going good. I think, you know, we've only just pressed record on this, but we've been chatting for like a good half hour. <laughs> bit of catching up to do. It's been a big week. Um, hey, round seven, biggest takeaway from me is the ladder. It's really starting to come together at the back of the season, and I think it's wild. In that top eight, we've got the Cats, we've got the Tigers, and we've got the Suns, all in finals contention, which I think is amazing considering that those three teams have been at the very other end of the ladder for the past few seasons. Conversely, we've got Frio sitting at 17th, sandwiched between the expansion-sized port and swans. Like, it's just topsy-turvy land. But really good to see that incredible improvement and development from those three sides pretty much in the short space of a couple of years. It's huge. Yeah, that's it's really good to see. It's good for the game to see um, some of those development teams growing and improving yeah. within a short space of time. Yeah, absolutely. And I do, you know, Frio, I feel like is a bit of an outlier in the sense of this season. They've they've had a very interesting journey over the course of the last couple of rounds. So I feel like, it, you know, it's the minority, not the majority. But yeah, certainly the what we are seeing is a lot of comprehensive development across the board. And that's really exciting. And, and as you say, really good for the competition. Friday night, of course, we, we've been treated to a double up every Friday for the last couple of weeks. So our first one was the Saints v the Blues. So hosting the Blues down at RESEA Park, pretty important match. Both sides really needed a win. Final score for this one was 2-5-17 to the Saints, up against the Blues 6-8-44. This was actually <laughs> the Carlton side that I've been waiting for all season. But yeah, we saw some great stuff in this game. Obviously, we saw uh, that amazing Justel Post snap goal of the year contender. Um, we saw Darce in defence, which is a bit of an, uh, an unusual position, but uh, they did a great job with some really smooth football. And we also saw Brian Moody absolutely smashing it in rut. What did you reckon? Yeah, it was a great game and a yeah, very dominant performance by Carlton. So 
really impressive. I think they just, you know, came to that game to win and they did. Yeah, well, at the moment they're sitting at 10th on the ladder. I believe they're still within a mathematical chance of uh, scrapping into the top eight. Obviously the Saints are a bit lower than that at 13. But they really struggled to find that connection and run in the face of the Blues outfit this week and have been kind of a bit hot and cold across the season. We've seen some great wins and some really good football and then we've sort of seen a bit bit of a stall in the last couple of weeks from them. Who are your playing performers for this one? I had three for Moody, two for Peterson and one for Vessio. I've almost agreed with you there. I've given Big Moods my three votes as well. She had two goals, 22 hitouts and three clearances, just smashing it this season. I mean, I've got a bit of bias, but I love it when a ruck performs. So good. I've given Kes Peterson two votes. Again, a great season from her moving out of defence. We already know she's a brilliant defender, but she's playing an on-ball role and she's playing on the wing. And that's been a real revelation. And I've given one vote to Abby McKay, which seems kind of stiff given the season that she's having, but um, she's so consistent and so good. Really fantastic to see her and Mim Hill step into some pretty big shoes in the middle and just own it. It's been really great. No, I agree with you. And then, of course, our second treat for Friday night uh, was another really entertaining matchup between the Eagles and the Tigers at Mineral Resources Park. Uh, the final score for that game was 3-6-25 to the Eagles to 6-7-43 to the Tigers. The Eagles debuted their pride jumper a week earlier in front of a home crowd, which was really great to see. And this is a win that saw the Tigers extend their record winning streak to five. Again, we talked about it at the top of the show, but just that development and improvement for sides like the Tigers is just fantastic. Uh, so Richmond led at every change of the game, but in the fourth term, the Eagles had a bit of a late surge, made for really, really entertaining watching. They really made the Tigers work hard to keep their lead. What do you reckon? Yeah, um, really good game. Great performance again by Richmond, who are really in awesome form. Mm. You know, it looks like they're on their way to make their maiden finals appearance, which is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's very impressive considering, you know, their injury roster at the moment. There's arguably some really key players who have spent parts of or most of the season on the sidelines and it's not really done anything to stop their run. No, it's really, really good. And it's great to see um, Monique Conti as well, again, yeah. playing exceptional football week in, week out. Yeah, huge, huge game for her. It's becoming a standard. I'd say it's boring, but it's not because it's such great footy. Who are you playing performer votes for? Well, I'm giving my three to Conti, two for Sheeran and one for Egan. Very nice. I've actually completely omitted Conti. <laughs> I know, I know. I have just decided to reward some other players in the face of her brilliance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've given my three votes to Ella Sheeran. We've talked about her a lot this season. She's a bit of a favourite of mine. She had 22 disposals, three tackles, and she kicked her first goal. We have two votes for Grace Egan, who again is another one of those young on-ballers. Obviously spent some time at Carlton. Prior to that, was actually drafted from Richmond's VFLW list. She has really found her feet. In this game, she had 18 disposals, seven tackles, and she kicked two goals, two goals that were really important to sealing the win for Richmond. And I've given my last vote to Charlie Thomas. Had a great game, 23 disposals, seven marks, two tackles, and, of course, earned herself a Rising Star nomination this week. Despite the fact that, you know, they obviously didn't win on the scoreboard, it was a very solid contest from the Eagles, and um, Charlie Thomas was a big part of that.
first of the Saturday games, Swans v Suns at Henson Park, big home game for the Swans, still searching for their their first win. Um, and unfortunately, this was not the day. Final score was 2-3-15 to 7-7-49 to the Suns. This win saw the Suns lock themselves in the top eight for this round, which is really exciting. Again, you know, we talked about it with the Tigers. Another side we're seeing a lot of great development from. This game was made particularly hard by the wet weather at Henson Park, but the Suns were actually cleaner by hand in the face of the Swans' pressure. Priv brought her best wet weather expertise in front of goals, but it really wasn't enough for the Swans. Once the Suns were able to get their ball uh, locked in at the other end, Sydney really struggled to rebound it back out. What did you think of this one? Yeah, I agree with you there, Kel. It was like a it was a good performance by the Swans. See, they're developing. Yeah, it's just about finding that match experience. You know, I think we have to keep reminding ourselves that this is a team that's played seven games together. Yeah, they brought their intensity. Um, their tackling was great, and yeah, if they really they just had a few more things that were a bit more polished, they they probably could have you know put themselves in a better position to win that game. Yeah. But yes, Suns were completely dominant and yeah, they played really good wet weather footy and yeah, deserved the win. Absolutely. Who are you playing performer votes for this round? I had three for Robottom, two for Drennan and one for Whitford. Nice. I had three for Robottom. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie's obviously had another really good season so far. She had 22 disposals, three marks and five tackles. Uh, I've given two votes to Ali Drennan, so I agree with you on that one as well. She had 19 disposals, two marks, and eight tackles. And I've actually given one vote to Viv Saad. She's very much a leader in the back line for the Gold Coast Suns. She only had 12 disposals in this game, but her defensive pressure made it near impossible for the Swans to find any scoring joy when they were able to crack inside 50s. So it's really impressive to see her developing in that fullback role. Game four for the weekend on Saturday was obviously one we're pretty excited about. We've got Adelaide Crows coming up against Fremantle Dockers. That one was played out at Unley Oval. This one was a really entertaining game um, and really quite unexpected. The final score was 7-7-49 to the Crows over 5-1-31 to Frio. Um, this game is the first time that the Crows were kept scoreless for a quarter since round two, 2020. Wow. Quite a big effort from Fremantle there. And they were actually down at three-quarter time after an absolutely insane effort from a Dockers outfit full of surprises, Um, especially considering in the first half they lost so many players to injury, like um, people dropping like flies, and yet they still were able to put considerable pressure on Adelaide and get out to a lead. But then Adelaide did what Adelaide does and mounted that fourth quarter comeback to win by 18 points. So it was a brilliant game, entertaining matchups across the ground. Loved it. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. It was a very exciting game to watch. And um, I'm really enjoying watching Adelaide play. Uh, they have yeah. a really exciting brand of football, fast moving, and yeah, really entertaining to watch. Yeah, I feel like uh, anyone, including myself, who thought at the start of the season, oh, you know, they might not be their uh, typical self after the expansion changed a bit of personnel on the side. I guess I'll have to eat my hat. They're Adelaide. They're always going to be great. <laughs> Who are your player performer votes for that one? So I had the usual suspects, Hatchard, Manoff <laughs> and Randall. Nice. My votes for Adelaide. So <laughs> they, they, were, they were amazing in that game. It was very difficult to split them. I've actually given my three votes to Kiara Bowers. Mm-hmm. 
She almost just tried to drag Freo over the line herself. She had 29 disposals, 11 clearances, and 19 tackles, an insane amount of tackles, but it is Kiara Bowles. I've given two votes to Hatch, another great game from her. 28 disposals, 12 clearances, 8 tackles, huge stuff from her. Um, She's such an important cog in their midfield. Not surprised at all by that effort. And I've given my one vote to Chelsea Randall, who had 18 disposals, five tackles, and a cool two goals. So she's really been performing. Um, She's just, you know, such a great leader, such a great human, such a great footballer. Can't really ask for much more. That's great. Uh, Then following from that one, we had the Ruse host the Lions at Arden Street Oval. I actually went to this one, enjoyed my time in the sun. The game was red hot. It was amazing. The Roos could have actually toppled the Lions in this one, but they kind of wasted some really critical chances inside 50. Unfortunately, Talia Randall was having an off day in front of goals. Um, We know when she's on, she's on, but when she's off, uh, anything can happen. Uh, The midfield battle was exquisite. Just had some of the best in the comp going at it toe-to-toe. And then some really cracking marks at either end of the field because both sides have some pretty incredible forward packs. We saw Ruby Spark go coast-to-coast, of course. Another goal of the year contender. Insane run and bounce down the wing, handoff, and then tackle to claim the uh, shot on goal right in front. (laughs) What did you reckon? No, I agree. It was another really good game. Um, And like you said, Kel, this game really could have gone either way Mm. in a game that, you know, North very easily were capable of winning. Yeah. Just a few, they were a bit costly in terms of like goal scoring opportunities. So yeah, Brisbane did what they do and that's winning. Yeah. And for a hot minute there, it did look like the Ruse might come back. The final score was 3-8. 26 to 5 3 33 so it was very it was quite close who are you playing performer votes for this one so i gave jazz garner my three um mm-hmm. really dominant performance from her um then i gave anderson my two and bates one nice i gave anderson my three um ali had a huge day out she had 24 disposals three marks and seven tackles through the middle uh, I've given Emily Bates two with her 13 disposals, three marks and six tackles. So those two generally go toe-to-toe. Great uh, combo in the middle for the Lions. And I've given my one to Emma Carney, who had 19 disposals, two tackles and a goal. And the goal was just oh, one of those captain's goals where you think, oh, they've, they've done this to turn the tide. This yep. is their, their moment. And it was. It was a real moment from Carney. She just received a handball and absolutely put – the burners on real good stuff and then our final game for saturday was hawks taking on power so battle of our expansion side yep that was down at skybus stadium it was 4 5 29 in favor of the hawks to the powers 1 10 16 that's the third win on the trot for the hawks uh and in tilly lucas rod's 50th game no less so nice uh celebration for her port's inaccuracy in front of goal costs them this win but it is really good to see the Hawks find a bit of form late in their first season they're sitting just outside the top eight in 11th position I don't know that there's a chance for them to get into finals but again not a bad showing for their first season for Port and probably all expansion sides and we just touched on it before it's really a case of needing more match experience to find their own rhythm I think we'll just see it come organically the more games they play what did you think? 
Yeah, no, I agree. Really um, great win from the Hawks. They're playing some really good football and mm. winning, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I really, I'm happy to see Tilly Lucas Rod have a great game, really. It was a bit of a fairy tale game for her. It really was. Um, Who are you playing performer votes for this one? So I gave Tilly Lucas Rod my three votes. I think, mm-hmm. like I said, this game could have gone either way, uh, but the Hawks, you know, they, she really, I felt like was that like spiritual lead up from the front. And then I gave Hipwell my two and Lockie my one. I, I agree with you with your three votes. I've given my three to Tilly Lucas Rod. She had 19 disposals, nine tackles, and, of course, that beautiful goal right at the end of the game. Great way to celebrate. We love to see it. I gave my two votes to Caitlin Ashmore. So she had 16 disposals and six tackles, but she was also playing a fairly important defensive role, sitting behind the ball and obviously providing a bit of intercept and, and rebound out for the Hawks, which was important there. And I've given my one to Lucy Wales, who had 10 disposals, 17 hitouts, five tackles, and was the other recipient of the Rising Star for this week. So really great to see those young players making their mark on the game. Awesome. Great to see. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a Sunday afternoon brought us all the way to Warrnambool. We had, of course, the Dons taking on the Cats at the Festival of Country at Reed Oval in Warrnambool. This one was a really interesting one. I was actually really looking forward to this because I've really enjoyed watching Essendon's football across the season. I think they're the best of the expansion sides, but uh, they were, of course, coming up against the Cats, who are another side we've seen have absolute strides of development in comparison to last season. So, yeah, very keen to see how these two teams matched up. And I wasn't disappointed. By the top of the third quarter, the game was drawn. It was 37 points apiece. And really, in that last quarter, it was the Chloe Shearshaw. Executed an absolute marking showcase inside 50. Ultimately, she won the game for Geelong. Pretty excellent. What do you think? Yeah, again, this was a really good game. Really could have gone either way. And some really good football, like I think, Mm. was played. A lot of contested footy and, you know, tackling. Again, this game could have gone either way, but I think Geelong were just a bit too good on the day. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. They are two sides that are quite good at that sort of contested stoppage footy. Yeah, definitely uh, a great game for the fans. Great to see, you know, some of these games being played out in regional centres as well. Who are your player performer votes for this one? 
Yes, yeah, so for me, I gave my three votes to Nina Morrison, who I think is just, again, really exciting to watch. Another player that's having a great season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then my two for McDonald and one for Shear. Nice. I've actually given my three votes to Amy McDonald. She had 26 disposals and 12 tackles, which is really, really huge. Um, Some good two-way running from from her there, obviously. Um, I've given two votes to Chloe Shear for her absolute clinic up front. 13 disposals, one tackle, three goals. She actually also kicked four behinds, and I think two of them were posts. It could have been a lot scarier (laughs) for for the Dons with the amount of time she had opportunity in front. And I've given my one vote to Maddie Presparkis, who had a ripping 37 disposals for her game. That's actually the second highest disposal count behind Ash Riddell's record. She also had 10 clearances and four tackles. So a huge game from Maddie, obviously trying to turn things for her team, wasn't able to get it done on her own. Yeah. But again, it's really exciting to see, you know, her have a really good season as well. Yeah, absolutely. Probably the only downside to this game was we didn't get the Presparkis Cup. Yeah. Because Georgie was out on suspension. So hopefully we will see that again soon. Fingers crossed. And then, of course, we headed all the way out from Warrnambool all the way out to Casey Fields. Uh, I have in my notes here, I can't believe I drove out to Casey Fields for this, (laughs) (laughs) which is quite unfair on the dogs, but also unfair on me because it is really far away. Was it your first time to Casey Fields, Kel? It was my first time to Casey Fields. Um, It's a beautiful, beautiful complex. Really, really great. The final score for this game was 10-13-73 to 1-3-9 in favour of the Deeps. This is also the first time that the Hampson Hardeman Cup has been played on Demon's turf. And I feel like they really took that home ground advantage seriously. It was an absolute clinic. We saw Kate Hoare run out for her 50th game. Melissa Bannon kicked three really awesome goals after a quiet couple of games. And despite their best efforts, the dogs just weren't really able to crack inside that tough Melbourne backline. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, this probably wasn't uh, my favourite game to watch for the round. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, very one-sided. Um, yeah. I think this game was pretty much done and dusted in that second quarter. So, yeah, Melbourne just too good strong for the dogs. Yeah, but certainly looking like a real finals contender. Do you think they can go all the way? I do, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting in early on the Melbourne bandwagon for this season. It would be really great to see. Yeah. Who are your player and performer votes for this one? I had three for Paxman, two for West, and one for Goldrick. I've actually given Eliza West my three. She had 24 disposals, three tackles, and one goal. And she's just one of those absolute workhorses for them. Constantly running, constantly applying pressure at stoppages and contests. Uh, I gave Viv Purcell two votes. She had 25 disposals and nine tackles. So another huge, important player in that midfield section for them. And, you know, we love to see an injured player coming back and smashing it. Uh, And then I've given one vote to Ellie Blackburn, who, as always, in the face of something like that, tries her very best to turn the game in favour of her side. She had 18 disposals, two tackles. She had 350 metres gained. So you can see how much running she was doing in that game to take territory. But the other thing that happened in this game for Ellie was that she also ticked over her 10,000 career disposals, which is a huge effort. Obviously, that happened for Ali Anderson last week. So we must uh, be in the zone of a few players, a few of the high performers ticking that over this season too. 
Yeah, I completely agree with you there, Kel. I can't imagine having a thousand disposals. <laughs> Not what you do every week. No, no, definitely. Every year, definitely. every season. <laughs> every season, yeah, just a cool 1,000 things. No, not even close. In our final game for round seven, we, of course, had the Pies hosting the Giants at Victoria Park. This game is pretty important for the Pies to win. They needed to win to secure their fourth spot on the ladder, and they did just that. Their final score was 6-10-46 to 2-2-14. And I really think that the secret to the Pies' success this season is that forward pressure, particularly inside 50. They're not just trying to kick goals. They're also trying to play defensively and just lock that ball in there and force turnovers. And it's really, really working for them. I actually also think that given the fact that they kicked 10 behinds in this game, this could have been a much, much bigger margin. So the Giants, in some respects, were kind of saved by that inaccuracy in front of goals. They really continue to struggle, but there were some moments of brightness. Obviously, a defender, Jody Hicks, kicked a goal and Brody Mowbray got her first. But yeah, pretty clinical from the Pies when they really got going. What did you think? Yeah, I agree, Cal. Very much so. Very clinical display from Collingwood. They were just first the ball, winning that contested possession and mm. really just wanted to dominate on that scoreboard. So, And as you said, they could have scored a lot more than what they did. And it could have been a complete blowout. I think Greater Western Sydney just looked helpless. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really tough one because, you know, we know that part of the issue here is is about you know pathways into elite football. Obviously, there's a huge disparity between what what that looks like in Victoria and what that looks like in New South Wales, and that's really something that is going to, you know, have to be more robust and more reinforced for that talent pathway to to be stronger for New South Wales. It's a really tough one for them. Who are you playing performer votes for this one? I gave three for Lambert, two for Malloy, and one for Downey. Oh, we're almost in agreement. I gave three for Malloy, who had both disposals, 10 tackles and two goals, uh, managed to thread one through about six lengths to get the pies on the scoreboard to start with. It's a pretty epic goal. Uh, I've given two to Lambert. She had 22 disposals and five tackles, usual day out for Lambert, but still very high performing. And I gave one to Al Downey, who had a massive 37 hitouts, four tackles. She really dominated in the air at stoppages. Huge game from her. And again, you know, she's a rock. Love to see it. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So that brings us to the end of round seven. But what's your game to watch in round eight? It's Pride round. It's very exciting. Um, I've been enjoying the Pride Jumper releases all week. There's obviously lots to look forward to this week, but uh, my pick for round eight is the showdown between Adelaide and Brisbane being played at Metricon Stadium. I think this one will give us a real good look at what uh, what a potential grand final matchup will look like. Plenty of great matchups across the ground and um, played in a, a pretty excellent stadium. So looking forward to that one. Yeah, no, that will be a good game to watch out for. Um, I think the pick of the round is Gold Coast Suns versus Melbourne. Ooh. Um, so I think that'll be a really tight, contested game. Mm-hmm. I think two teams that are, you know, pretty much flying high. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see Gold Coast test themselves against a quality side like Melbourne. You know, they've, they have seen a lot of success in the last couple of weeks, but that's going to be a true test of where they're where they're at. Agree. Very exciting. Well, 
that's it for our round seven recap of the FLW season seven, seven and seven. I like that. That seems like a good number combo. <laughs> um, if you would like to follow along with us for the rest of the season, you can find us on Twitter. I am at row underscore Kel, and you can also find at play on radio Melp. Aish, what's your Twitter handle? Aish underscore Ravi one. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, that's it from us for now. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on Footy Actually. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>